Baba Kama Daf Tet, the last thing we were discussing was a bunch of halachot that Abaye said in regards to Reuven selling his land to Shimon with or without responsibility. The last deen we discussed was once Shimon took ownership of the land, at that point he can't go back on the deal. Some say that only applies if it was without responsibility, some say even with responsibility. And with that, we're going to start Tet Amud Aleph, seven lines in, in the middle of the line, which says, Rav Huna Amar. The Gemara is now going back to the original suya that we were discussing, where we had one pasuk, Metav Sadeu, that said that, that we understood that the damager has to pay from the best of his land. And the other hand, it said, Kesef Yashiv Ba'alav. And we understood you could give back anything, even brand. And we saw answers by Ula, Abaye, Raba. Rav Papa, and now we're up to Rav Huna. So Rav Huna Amar, o Kesef, o Metav. One or the other. That's what it means. You could uh, give just money, or you could give the best of your land. Now, Tosfot explains, before Rav Huna got a chance to finish what he was saying, Etiver Rav Nachman le Rav Huna. Rav Nachman asked him a question. Listen, Yashiv le Rabot Shaveh Kesef, Afilu Subin. The Brayta says, when, when it says Yashiv, you could even give bran. You don't have to just give money. You could even give anything. So Rav Huna now finishes, Hacha Bemaskin. No, what are we talking about? Bideletle. When, when you don't have money, then you could give even bran. So the Gemara says, Idelet lepshita. Well, obviously, if he doesn't even have money, he could give brand. Ah, Maudetema, I would have thought. I mean, unless Zilterach Zabin Vaitelekesef, maybe we would have told them, no, go work hard, sell the brand, bring back money. Kamashmalan, that Yashiv, you could even give brand. And the way Rav Huna would explain is Metav Sadeu is talking about a situation where he has money or he has land, then give one or the other. And when it says Yashiv is when you don't have anything, and therefore you could even give bran. Amar He said, money is like land. So like my asks, what was he talking about? So if you want to tell me in regards to uh, the best part of your land that you have to give in case uh, you damaged, well, isn't that what Rav Huna just said? What was Rav Huna talking about? Brothers, they split the inheritance. One brother took land, the other brother took cash. And all of a sudden, a creditor of the father came and took from the land. So the brother who took the money is also responsible and he would have to give his part back to his brother. And therefore, And therefore, the brother who lost that big piece of land comes back to the brother with the money and takes money. And this way, they even it out. Ligma says, if that's the if that's what we're talking about, Pshita, obviously. Hi Bira, Vahai Lav Bira. Well, you tell me one of them is the son, the other one's not a son? Obviously, they should both be responsible. Some say opposite to the other side. Meaning, when one brother took the money, he now becomes not responsible for any creditor who comes to take land. 
because he'll respond. This is the reason I took cash. I didn't take real estate because the imigan ve lo Listen, if the money gets stolen, am I going to take some of your land? Same thing. That's the same reason you took land. Because if it gets taken away from a creditor that we didn't know about, you're not going to come after my money. So again, what was Ravase talking about? That money is like land. So Eli, you have to say, Ravase was talking about brothers who split, right? Each one got land. And a creditor came and took the land from one of them. So he, uh, so let's say he took uh, half the land that Reuven took. So now Reuven is left with 25% and Shimon got 50 so then, obviously, that the, uh, that Shimon would have to give some of his land back to Reuven to cover that. But, but didn't Ravaseh already tell, this, tell us this once? Why does he have to repeat himself over here? They tomorrow it was said, Brothers who split land, and a creditor came and took one of them's land. Rav says that the entire splitting of the inheritance has to be done all over again. Whatever they did doesn't count, they got to do it all over again. And Shmuel said that the brother whose land was taken, well, he lost. Rav says, he goes to his other brother and takes a quarter of his land or a quarter of the money worth of that land. So this way, Reuven's left with a quarter of the land. Shimon's left with a quarter of the land. One quarter was taken away. And the quarter that's left, they'll split in half. And the Gemara explains the Mahaloket. Rav says the entire thing has to be redone because because he held brothers that split their, their father's inheritance. They have a deen of inheritance. And therefore, the obligation to pay back what their father owes is on each brother. And therefore, if, uh, if someone came and took land, okay, we got to do this all over again, and we have to make it up to that brother. Shmuel said that he lost it because he held that brothers who split inheritance, at that point, they become like buyers. And they're like buyers without any responsibility. Each person is split. That's it. They're officially now not connected to one another. And if someone came and took someone's land, too bad. He could either take a quarter of the land or a quarter of, of the money worth of the land because because he's not sure. Are they considered inheritors and therefore he has to pay back? Or are they considered buyers? And therefore, therefore he could pay him either a quarter of the land or a quarter of the money worth of the land. Now, Tosfot, by the way, brings up a point that although in general, Hachamim hold that if we're not sure, you can't just pull out money. If it's something, if there's a safek, you need uh, proof in order to pull out money. Over here, Hachamim would admit that the, uh, the brother number two would have to give him a quarter. That's only when the second person is a muhzak. He's 100% the owner. He has a stronghold. Over here, he doesn't really have a stronghold. Because they're considered a Yorshim, and Yorshim is not 100% stronghold, and therefore if anything happens, the other brother is still responsible. Okay, so now going back to Rav Aseh, you said that money is like land. What does that mean, money is like land? Is it in regards to that you have to give the best land? 
If that's the case, it's like Ravuna, that uh, in case you don't have money to pay, you give the best land. So what's the Hidush? No, so you have to switch everything. It's not that Ravase is giving a new halakha, just he also said the same thing as Ravuna. And Amar Bizera Amar Ravuna be mitzvah Rabbi Zera also said something in the name of Rav Huna, that when someone is spending on a mitzvah, he should really spend until a third. So my shlish, what does that mean until a third? Ilema shlish beto, if you want to tell me that I have to spend a third of my house, meaning a third of the amount of money I have in order to do a mitzvah, elamata telata mitzvata Meaning, if I have three mitzvot to do, there there goes my house. There, I have to just uh, spend everything away. And Tosfor explains that the Gemara knew that obviously that's not what it means because you, you could also say no, it's a third of what's left. But that's not the point. Ela Amar Bizera. The point is that behidur mitzvah ad shelish bemitzvah. You have to spend when beautifying a mitzvah, when making a mitzvah better, a third of what the mitzvah actually cost. So let's say you have uh, two etrogim, uh, the, the inferior one and the better quality one. You have to spend a third more than the inferior one. And if I may, just uh, two points. Number one, the shitamik kubetzit brings in the name of the rabad. That yes, mitzvot are worth much, much more. They're they're worth the world. However, a person can't keep on spending on a mitzvah and then make himself poor and then he needs tzedakah from other people. And therefore, there's a limit to how much a person can spend. Number two, the Rashba explained that all this is on a mitzvah ta'aseh. You want to buy a nice uh, shofar, you want to buy a nice etrog, nice tzitzit. However, when it's a lot ta'aseh, then a person has to spend everything, just not to go against one mitzvah. And continuing, Ravashe has a question. When we say you have to spend an extra third, is that a, a, an external third or an internal third? An internal third would be, uh, you, you take whatever the talk is worth, split it into three. So let's say it's worth six, you split it into three. So now each third is worth two, so you have to spend an extra two. So altogether it would, it would be eight. Or is it an uh, external third, which means you take uh, the whatever they throw is worth, let's say six, you split it in half, three and three, and you'd have to add a third, and altogether it would be worth nine. So which one is it? Tiko, we're not sure. In Ertzal, they said in the name of Rebizera, Michelo. And you have to add a third from you. Whatever you're going to spend on mitzvah up to a third, that's what you're obligated to do. There's no reward for mitzvot in this world. You're not going to get paid back. Hashem's not going to take care of that. After a third, HaKadosh Baruch Hu has to pay you back for that. The way Rabbi Hananel explains it is up until a third, a person has a mitzvah, you have to make the mitzvah better and you have to spend a little bit more. But more than that, that already is beyond the person's control. But if he finds a way to do that, then HaKadosh Baruch Hu has to take care of him, even while he's still alive. Next Mishnah. The language over here is a little bit funny, but what it means is if I'm responsible to watch over this thing, I'm also responsible for any damages it causes. The exact language is anything that I'm obligated to watch over, I have kosher, I have prepared its damage. 
Now it can mean either I have to pay for it or I have to fix it. If I did something small to make it able to damage, now I'm responsible for the damage. As if I did the entire damage, meaning if I did something small that made it able to damage, I am now responsible for everything that this uh, thing did. A person is responsible to pay back damages that are caused. If they're not Kodesh, they're not a Korban. It's something that if I misused, I'm not have a Korban. It has to be something that belongs to someone Jewish. And number three, and these are possessions that belong to someone. It's not Hefker. And one is responsible everywhere except if it be, if the area belongs to the damager, meaning if my uh, item damaged in my backyard, I am exempt from paying. Or shoot an Isaac Vamazik, and same thing. If it's my thing in the area that belongs to both the damager and the one who was damaged, his item had uh, permission to be there. When the damager damaged, he is responsible to pay back from the best of his land. Now, the Gemara starts, We learned in the Mishnah, I'm responsible in watching over something, then I'm responsible for paying any damages it causes. Ketzad, what are we talking about? Let's say uh, an ox or a, a hole. If I gave a deaf mute or a child or someone who's not competent, uh, competent, if I gave them the job of safeguarding this hole or this ox, and they cause damage, I would have to pay. I'm liable for paying. It's my fault. However, the halakha is different when it comes to fire. I would be exempt. Now, the Gemara doesn't understand. How would you be exempt in fire? What, what would be the case? Let's say we're talking about, you gave this If I gave him a tied bull, or I gave him a hole that is covered, the same idea in regards to fire would be giving him a piece of coal that's not uh, lit, it's not on fire. So it's like safeguarded from damaging. Then Then why is it by the shore and the boar he would be exempt from paying? And then by, and by the coal, he would be obligated to pay. Maybe we're talking about an ox that is untied or a hole that's uncovered. Shall have it, or that the same idea in regards to fire would be uh, an actual fire. Then mashe'en can beish de patur, but then you have a problem because when the Braita said that oh by fire you would be patur v'ha'amarish lakish meshemede chaskiya, but then Rish lakish said in the name of chaskiya loshen v'elishem masar lo gachel v'libah. You're only patur when you gave the hereshotev katan a charcoal and he turned it on himself. Aval shall have it, but if you gave him an actual fire, hayav. Because my tamad has a cup because it's for sure going to damage. 
Le'olam, what are we talking about? Bishor Kashur Ubar Mechuseh. Now we're talking about a tied ball and a covered hole. V'dichvata gabe'esh gachert. And the same idea in regards to fire would be you give him a call. Udka'amat ma'shanacha ma'shanacha. And you're asking what's the difference between the hole and the, the axe versus the fire. Shor darke lenatuke. Bor darke lenature. The the axe usually unties himself, he untangles himself out of the, the, the rope. The you know, things happen with the the cover on the hole and it falls off and then it damages. However, Gahelit, but when it comes to coal, it's the total opposite. The more you leave it alone, the weaker it gets and it dies out. So you don't have to worry that with time something's gonna happen, it's gonna cause damage. So the Gemara asks, Let's say according to Yohanan, Yohanan argues on Ishlaq, she holds, if you gave an actual fire to Katan, you're still exempt from paying. Then you would have to say over here, would be, you would say over here, we're talking about the ox that is untied, a hole that is uncovered. Um, meaning they're ready to be to damage. They're ready to damage. Then why is it by the shorn the boar? If you gave it to Hereshote Vekatan, you're Hayav. But if you give uh, actual fire to Hereshote Vekatan, you would be Patur. So the Gemara explains that the way Rabbi Yohanan would explain this Braita would be Hatam in regards to the fire. It's the Heresh holding it is what caused the fire. The Heresh, the deaf mute, the Shoteh, the Katan, they bring the fire, they bring whatever they're holding, the torch, the candle, they're bringing it to a field and they turn the field on fire and it's they're the ones who actually did it. And therefore, you're patur, you're exempt from paying. Hacha over here in regards to the ox and the and the hole, It's not the action of the of the heresh that caused the damage. Here he just didn't watch it properly. So it's your problem that you didn't give it to someone who knows how to watch properly. Over there, you gave it to him and he started moving. And that's the difference according to Yohanan. And Tanura Banan. Homer Beshor mi Bebor and Homer Bebor mi Beshor. There is a difference in between shor between an ox and uh, and the hole, the way they damage. So in some ways the ox is more strict, and in some ways the hole is more strict. Homer Beshor mi Bebor, the stringency that uh, the ox has over the hole is shor That if someone's ox gores. And kill someone, the family has to pay a kapara, an atonement for killing that person. And number two, if it kills a slave, you have to pay thirty kesef, thirty shekalim to the master of the of the avid. And v'nigamar dino asur And once they sentence this ox to die, that's it. You're not allowed to have any benefit from this animal. Not you're not even use the hide. V'darkolelech and the ox, the the normal thing for it to do is to walk and damage. Mashe'en can be bore. With the hole, it's totally different. The hole doesn't go to damage and therefore has different rules. Now, on the other hand, Homer bebor mi beshor. There is a stringency of the bore over the shore. Sha'abor te'chilat asiyato lenezek. A hole. From the beginning, straight from the beginning, we all know it can cause damage. 
it's ready it's ready to damage and you're warned from the beginning once you're created you're warned that you have that anything can happen and you have to be careful can be sure but on the other hand it's not like that when it comes to the ox to begin with, you're not forewarned. There's a short time, and after three times, then it becomes a short muad. So, so there's different rules. Now, Homer Beshor Mibaish, and the Baita continues. Shor is more strict than fire, and Homer Beesh Mibashor, and there's a stringency in fire more than ox. Homer Beshor Mibaesh, the stringency of an ox over the fire, Shashor Mishalim Kofir, Vehayavish Loshim Shalayavid, the ox. You have to pay uh, the atonement, the kapara, if you killed someone, and you have to pay 30 shekalim if you killed a slave. And once they judged it, and Betin says you have to stone this ox, you're not allowed to have any benefit from this animal. If you give a this ox to, to watch and uh, it damaged, you have to pay. Now, the rules are different if the fire burnt uh, someone. You, the, whoever caused the fire does not have to pay for that person that was burnt. If the person was awake, he should have ran away. And even if he was sleeping or tied up, then you have a bigger problem. You're supposed to get the bigger punishment, which is death. And on the other hand, And the same thing, the the fire has a stringency over the ox that the fire from the beginning you have to be careful and meaning we all know it's going to damage and there it's dangerous be careful machine can be sure but the ox it's not like that you know only until the the fourth time where it already gored three times then you have to worry about it damaging now number three there's homer baesh mi bebor homer bebor mi baesh. There's a stringency of fire over the hole and hole over the fire. Homer bebor mi baesh. The stringency of a hole over a fire is shetchilat The hole it was created right away. You knew that it can damage. Mesaro and therefore, if you gave it even to you're liable. On the other hand, with fire, the rules are different. If you gave it to you're patur, as we explained on the last amud, where they actually went over there and and caused the damage. But there is a stringency of fire over a hole. That the fire, it's common for it to go. Its way is to go and damage something. It doesn't stay in one place like the hole. And it's forewarned that it could damage things that is meant for the fire and not meant for the fire. But things are different with the hole. And we'll explain that later on. But we'll stop right here. Baruch Hashem Amen Amen.